The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. Hey everyone, a uh, quick note about today's episode. Um, as you've probably guessed, almost all of our episodes are recorded over Zoom right now, partly because of the pandemic and partly because some of these people don't live near us. Uh, so the reason I'm saying this is because this week's episode, it becomes very clear that this has been recorded over Zoom. Um, unfortunately, we had some connection issues with our with our guest. Um, so I had to trim some parts, but I also left in a lot of parts where the audio quality is not great, but you can kind of still understand what's going on. Um, so we just wanted to let you know ahead of time that there might be some moments in this episode where the sound isn't perfect, but we wanted to keep the content in there. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Connected, the podcast from Side Street Studio Arts, where we interview members of the arts community about their worlds. My name is Erin Rayberg, founder and director of Side Street Studio Arts, and today I am joined by a special artist coming up in our gallery super soon, um, Raul Ortiz. Welcome. Nice to see you. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, good to be here. And I'm excited for the show. So that I'm just I'm just I'm just waiting to see what you've done with it. So <laughs> <laughs> we're super excited too, and, and we'll get into that. But it, it's safe to say that Tanner and I kind of had a field day when we got to your studio, and we were like, we want that and that and that. <laughs> yeah, it was like a candy store. It was just crazy. I'm like, I thought you were going to leave with just a handful, and then you cleaned me out. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Well, it was good that yeah, I actually had the stock available, you know, to to uh, for you to take over. And uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm happy. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Raul, I just wanted to kind of start from the beginning with you. I just met you. I don't know you very well. And so um, I know that you were born in Mexico and made your way to Chicago and um, but I don't know how art came into all of that. So tell me about your your early days and, and was there any creative activity in there? Well, it's, it's funny you say that because I'm one that didn't uh, start out, you know, as a kid wanting to do art or do art. Uh, uh, I grew up with a family of nine. I'm one of nine kids. Uh-huh. So you can just imagine the craziness in our house. And uh, also, you know, uh, the dollar had to definitely stretch a long way with nine kids, including my mom and dad. So I didn't, uh, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to art. And, but I was, I've been fascinated with, I, with photography. I've always loved photo- black and white fo- photographs, uh, black and white films. Uh, so that was the first thing that got me going, uh, you know, uh, into any kind of art form. And I didn't actually pursue it until early 90s when I actually went to uh, Columbia for about a year as a photography student. 
and of course, you're you're required to do your your uh, prerequisites, your your uh, history. 101 uh, design classes. When I was in my art history that uh, painting when they were when we were uh, talking about uh, painting in the uh, 15th century. Uh, so looking at uh, and then jumping up to uh, uh, El Greco and so I just for some reason just felt connected and after that decided uh, with the push of my husband Scott Mossman he went to UIC. So he pushed me to go to UIC because of their strong painting and sculpture department and their faculty. So I did that and I was there, I uh, got my BFA and I graduated in 2001. So uh, after that, I've just been, uh, I've been doing a lot of printmaking. I did do some printmaking on my own before I even started uh, 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 UIC. Uh, which was great. So I did a lot of uh, lithographs. I did etchings, uh, which all ties in actually photography. My printmaking experience also ties into uh, what I'm working on now, how I approach uh, painting in general, the whole process of layering, uh, getting rid of something and, and just, just working uh, on the surface as opposed to it being very systematic. Uh, it's a little more more, more spontaneous uh, for me. So, uh, yeah. So I said, you know, I graduated in two thousand one, and I've been actively showing since a couple of years ago. Uh, I've been constantly working, but never had the urge to show until well, I think it was, yeah, I think it was about six, seven years ago. And that's when I just started thinking, um, I'm making this for myself, but it'd be great to see if someone responds to it and to start showing it. And so I've been, it's been good so far. So I've been enjoying the process and enjoying painting and enjoying uh, the, the galleries and, and, and showing. I find it really interesting that well, that's <laughs> yeah, I know that one of your jumping off points was black and white photography because the work that I found you with, right, is I don't want to say the opposite of that, but so very colorful when you're when you were thinking about that black and white photography or being a photographer, was it about documentation or was it about art form or what what was it about that photography that really grabbed you? For me, that was and it was, you know, when I was watching the black and white films, it was mostly a way to escape from, you know, where I, where I was at that time uh, as a youngster. Uh, it just, it, it just trans, uh, uh, transported me into another, another dimension, another world. Uh, so when I started, uh, well, it's funny, black and white, what I do is I photograph and this is uh, just part of the process I started painting is photographing the images uh, that I use that I eventually use in the paintings, such as uh, different shadows, uh, different uh, patterns, uh, florals, trees, leaves, uh, anything that 
I find interesting, you know, on a daily uh, uh, walk, uh, just anything that catches my eye, I will take a photograph. Not that everything will end up in my paintings, but what I'll end up doing if I do find something that interests me, or 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 I like a shape and I want to manipulate or, or or focus on what I'll do is I'll print that out in black and white. So it does start, you know, it starts at a color photograph. It gets printed into black and white, and then eventually it goes into my painting with color. I mean, color for me is uh, I I am I'm not afraid of color. I love color. Um, I think part of that was the small things that I remember as a child in Mexico just are colorful tiles uh, in the house, the, uh, the color of, of, of the outside of the, of, of the house. I mean, they're very vibrant blues, pinks, and you, you, you name it. And, and also having a household, uh, living in a household with my, you know, my mom and my, my, my family, where she created her own little uh sanctuary with uh if you can imagine yourself surrounded by uh, artificial flowers everywhere i mean it's just an abundance of flowers every every inch of the wall every surface uh uh so i think that part part of that you know uh, uh stayed with me and so i'm making with these colors that i'm you know incorporate into my my paintings after my black and white photograph is just my take on on it on the flower on the object and then my color theory kicks in and I like to uh, push it give it a push pull uh, vibrancy uh, some colors that don't necessarily look right but actually work because of the different hues um, so yeah, it's, it's funny how I, it, it seems to go in a circle. You know, you start off with something complete, you know, colorful, and then it goes to black and white, and then all of a sudden comes back to color, an imaginary color. You know, it's something that I, because uh, I want, you know, the the red rose. Maybe Maybe it's not a red rose, maybe it's something else. That's a really beautiful cycle and, including the inspiration from your mom's spaces when you describe that kind of every inch being covered in that floral that I can see a direct correlation to your canvases. You know, they are covered and full and interestingly warm without being too much, if that makes sense at all. You know, it's not pushing me away being so much energy to have to take in. It's inviting me in. Um, right. I, I feel like maybe that's reflective of that space of your mom's you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's true because I I, I don't, I mean, I can, you know, I, 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 I uh, keep working colors and, and adding different, uh, 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 hues to make to make a different color on every you know every painting I make. Uh, I don't want it to be garish. I don't want it to be loud. I don't want it to be. I think I want it to be soothing, inviting. Exactly what you said. It it invites you in, 
there's a lot of chaos, but there's also a lot of calm to it. It isn't here it is, you know, it, it's like wham, you know, it's just, it's a nice soothing uh, entry into the painting where you can actually, hopefully you can actually uh, uh, dive in and, and, and surround yourself uh, with the shades, the colors uh, and texture. Were you able to find that in these techniques right away? Were you able, because I find that to be such a precarious balance with all the color you use, it could be jarring, right? It could push you away. And I don't know how you find that balance. Did you go through trials of working to find that balance or were you able to, it, did that just kind of come out of you naturally? It's a lot of trial and error. I think uh, there are times where it's very successful right off the bat, uh, but I'll look into it. I'll, I'll set that aside, that a particular painting. I'll set it aside and I'll, I'll photograph it and look at it and think about it. And I might decide, no, it doesn't work. I have to push it. I have to... Uh, uh, lighten it up, I have to darken it up. Maybe it's not the right uh, color for it. And I've done that a lot of times. And I think for me, I think that's uh, that's very helpful because it keeps it fresh and it keeps it going. Um, this, you know, my dialogue with 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 my painting, because it's, it's, it's a give and take. It's, I put something down and if, if, it, if it reacts differently, then I can easily just change it. And I think that's also why I'm using acrylic as my painting uh, uh, vehicle, my painting uh, uh, choice as opposed to uh, oil, because it does dry pretty fast, uh, but I can thin it down, add some different washes. and uh, But I could also decide to look at it and just say, no, it doesn't work and just completely cover it and start fresh. And when that happens, I like it because you also have all that wonderful history under it. So it's not, you're not just looking at, 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 the, uh, at the surface, but with under the surface, you know, there might be a pattern that comes through. There might be a color that kind of peeks in or, uh, yeah, I just love it. I mean, it's just, um, I've always just, it's, it's an invest investigation. It's, it's, it's a journey for me. It's just, you're constantly, uh, working until for me, I, until I, until I feel I can just say, okay, that one's done. I love that. I, th I think when we were there, you pulled out one of the larger pieces, the, what we decide it was an octagon. Is, is that the, is that the word we, we were able to right. right, the octagon. And you had said, I had been working on this one and then went away from it and kind of reevaluated some of the elements of it and that was just really interesting to me the kind of as you're mentioning this the layers of story and lifespan to a piece you're not just walking away and it's done but it's it's living with you for a while until you find that completion yeah there are some that I mean I definitely uh when I'm working and I'm, I'm laying the colors down and, and, and different gestures that, that are happening, I'll push that uh, right off the bat. Um, and then I will 
start adding different elements to it. And there's some that it's actually uh, after doing all that, you know, uh, that the finished work was pretty fast. Uh, but there are some that I do struggle uh, because uh, maybe it's the color, maybe it's the shape, maybe it's something that I started that I didn't like and I kept going until I liked what I saw. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. The octagon painting was one that I painted uh, a few years ago. And I liked it because of the shape and I liked it because I already knew what I was gonna do with it. But it all, it tipped its hat to what I was doing a couple of years ago, where it was more of, a, of an atmosphere. Uh, so it worked then, but as I'm progressing, you know, I, I don't want to get stuck in one thing. I'm constantly uh, trying to evolve, trying to push myself a little more. Uh, that I, I looked at it and I said, I think there's something that I can do. It's not, it's not there yet, but I think I, think I know what, 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 it, what I need to do. And it was something that I, uh, that I learned from a different painting, different elements that I picked up and put into this larger one. And I think it was successful. I mean, for me, I, after I, I was done with it, I said, yeah, that's exactly what it needed. Because it activated the space a, a, in a whole different level. You mentioned the word gesture. And I think you're meaning that as gesture within the painting, it's also making me picture the physicality of you creating these works. Can you describe to me a little bit about what you are physically doing <laughs> when you are, are making these works? Because to me, there, I, I can spend time with one and follow a movement and it makes me me move as I work my way through this painting. So I'm wondering if you're moving or gesturing or whatever that is while you're creating these. Well, I'm always standing up uh, right here on my desk. If it's a small painting, I'll just, I lay it flat. I never use an easel. Hmm. Uh, I did that uh, in uh, undergrad and I uh, using an easel and, but I was using oil at that time. So, it worked because we were also doing, uh, exploring still life and we're exploring the nude and combining things. Uh, when, I, when I'm when i working on a, on a painting, for instance, these the small ones here, they're always uh, flat. Um, they're always laying flat. I'm all, you know, I'm just, I'll move it around. I'll, uh, it, you know, the drapes come down and I'll lay it back down and I'll, just keep working until my final gesture of adding uh, this floral element at the end or, or combining different things. And, and uh, so it's a little more intimate, it's, which is nice. But these larger ones, I'm actually starting a uh, 30 by 40. This one I have physically, you know, work out my surface, laying it down and then flipping it and lay, you know, laying it again. So I'm constantly um, flipping the canvas and until, I, until I'm, you know, until I'm comfortable with what I've done. And then I'll let it rest and I'll keep going. So it's a constant, me going back to it, letting it, letting it sit 
it for a bit. And if, if I don't like it, this is a great opportunity to add a, a whole different, cause maybe it's, it's, it's some beautiful, long, uh, washy finishes. Uh, so that's one thing I love about it. It is, you know, uh, it is physical. So I'm not just, you know, like, you know, just doing one of these numbers. I'm constantly doing, you know, laying it out and just really, really uh, massaging, as they say, massaging the canvas. That's great. I, your, your physicality, people aren't going to be able to see the video, right? But I love that image, uh, you know, that you can picture those artists who work in such small detail, huh, you know, and then you're sweeping across the page. That's um, really interesting and beautiful. Um, you mentioned that you're a late bloomer when it comes to art. What were you doing before this took you over, found you? <laughs> I actually, I was, uh, because we, you know, I was one of nine kids. I, I had to be a bit uh, practical in my choices of what I was going to do. So after high school, I ended up getting my associate's degree in business management. Uh, and then uh, one of my first jobs was actually being, fairly large and they did a lot of shopping shopping centers uh, uh they're still around but i don't think they have as many as they used to um so it was that's where i ended up that's my real job now uh when i went back to school uh well now i'm a legal legal assistant but when i went back to school in the in the in the 90s uh i was doing just uh, uh office uh clerical work uh, temping, doing some temp work while I was going to school. Uh, um, but I just had to be practical. It's one of those that had instilled in me that you had to work, you had to make yourself. And that's probably why I didn't pursue it, pursue art. Uh, go to school uh, right off, right after high school because I felt I needed to have my feet planted, uh, firmly planted before I can do anything else. And, but I'm glad I did because it does give me a different perspective and it allowed me to appreciate a lot more things uh, when I was in school and cause I was a lot older than uh, than if I just, you know, went straight from high school. I find so often it happens the opposite way. Someone is immersed in art and then is like, oh crap, I got to pay the bills. And exactly the art to go, you know, as you say, be a little bit more responsible, right? I am very inspired that yours was kind of the reverse of that, despite being like, okay, I got to have the roof and the food, right? And the security that you were then still able to find this creative lifestyle and time and space and passion for creating work. Yeah, I think, uh, which is, uh, the field that I'm in, um, you know, as I as I stated, I I'm a legal assistant. I worked for five attorneys in the civil rights uh, division, which is fascinating in itself. And unfortunately, there's so many 
horrible things happening in this world, that they do need us. Um, so we're for the good guys. We're for the little people. We're for you know whoever's being discriminated. Uh, but this allows me to go in, uh, uh, give me a routine to go in at nine and come out at five and not think about it. So it allows me, so when pre-COVID, what, what, what used to happen is, you know, the nine to five, come home and uh, work throughout the evening, a uh, couple of nights. Uh, and then what, what, I, what we do is set one day Saturday to go to museums, to go to galleries, to catch up on things outside of our own studio. Uh, and then Sunday will be staying at home and working the whole day. So, you know, we got a lot of accomplished, uh, but now, which is great. I mean, you know, I was able to just pick up from the office and start work here. So uh, it's, it's given me more time to actually work. So I don't have that hour commute to work and back and from my lunch hour, I can actually come into the studio and work. Uh, so I'm actually producing a lot more, uh, which is why I en ended up working on smaller pieces because I wanted to give them more time to marinate and 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 uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just love this, you know. Uh, now, post COVID, I'm not sure how that's going to work. It's probably going to work the same way. We'll probably end up just going in a couple of days a week, but uh, into the office, but as it stands right now, I mean, I'm just loving it because it does give me that time to really focus. Uh, and if I need to, to take a break, I'll take a couple of days to sort of cleanse my mind and not think about anything and maybe just, you know, uh, zone out until, until of course, you know, we're walking by the lake or walking down the street or, uh, yeah, I find something that interests me and I'm like, oh, oh, I think I found something, I'll photograph it, it'll kind of play in the heart and then I'll start thinking of ideas. Um, but so that, I mean, but that's a, that's a good thing. I just love that. Uh, I have tons of source material mm. and, but being at home gives me a little more time to actually do it, which is nice. Yeah. There, there are silver linings to this moment, right? Sometimes it feels really heavy and is very heavy, but there are some silver linings like you mentioned. Um, you said that you really started to dive into art when you met your husband, Scott. What was it about whatever Scott was doing <laughs> that started to bring that into focus? Well, he actually graduated uh, from UIC with an MFA back in around 85. And I didn't meet him until uh, early 90s. So he already had the background. He was already showing. He was already out in the world and creating. Uh, and, you know, I was working, uh, I, I think at the time I was working for the Marriott as a curate, uh, as a catering uh, assistant. And I, I really liked that, uh, I really enjoyed it. But that's when I decided after talking to him that uh, 
he pushed me to go back to school and said, you know, if you're really serious, go for it. So I did. Um, and ever, I mean, I've been going and going and going ever since, uh, which is great. Uh, but I mean, he was definitely my inspiration to go. And he's still my inspiration to keep going because, uh, well, you've seen the studio. The studio isn't huge, uh, but we managed to to make it work. Uh, right now, he's working on watercolor watercolors uh, because uh, his his focus is sculpture. He does these wonderful wood sculptures, and but he does that during during uh, the summer. And painting he'll do uh, all year round, but uh, uh, he hasn't. Uh, he just finished a couple, about three of them last summer. So he's actually giving it, giving that a break, uh, but focusing on watercolor, you know, focusing on different medium, which is great. So things like that uh, definitely keep us going. Just the, the love of, of not only making art, but just the love of collecting uh, different paintings, prints, uh, whatever we, uh, weren't able to collect back when we were in school. I mean, now we, you know, we both can afford to have a little money left over where we can afford a couple of things here and there. So. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, Tanner and I got to see where you two work and the spaces are right next to each other with those great windows behind them and maybe a cat, you know, walking through the scene, which I <laughs> But there's something I, I told Tanner, there's something so romantic to me about picturing you each at your workspace producing this <laughs> beautiful work, you know, and now having seen Scott's, Scott's sculptures, right, the colors and movement within those, I feel like there's just so much creative conversation from your workspace to his workspace. I find that to be very romantic and inspiring. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things that it's 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 funny that uh, we actually had a couple of shows together uh, uh, of our paintings and the color sensibility. You're right on. It's we do tend to like similar color because we're not afraid of color, uh, but it was we're approaching it in a different way, and which I which that was uh, we had. Uh, uh, an exhibit up in uh, Highland Park that was, uh, I believe that was called Different Paths. Uh, there again was an example of very similar colors, but doing it totally different. Um, and it worked. I mean, it was, it was, it was interesting to see how the work related and had a conversation with each other and the differences that it also uh um yeah it was a great it was it was a great show uh we had another one at the cliff dwellers not too long ago same thing it was interesting to see and, and also get um feedback at how uh color impacted the space i mean it was just you know it was vibrant it, you know the whole space came to life which that is, you know, that's a compliment and I'll take. Yeah, absolutely. 
Tanner and I did a show together a few years ago. Now we kind of split the space in half and there were a lot of fiery debates and, uh, you know, interesting conversations that came out of setting up the space and how the works were going to work together and, and not work together at the same time. It was, um, creatively really beneficial and I think did interesting things within our relationship as well. Um, And so I I love hearing that sense of how like the work is communicating and you two are communicating and, and um, I'm sure it's not always perfect. You know, we are, (laughs) we do live in the world, but I, I love hearing those conversations go through art as well. Oh yeah. I think it's essential because I, uh, it also ties in with our collecting because we end up, uh, I mean, we like very similar things. A lot of stuff from the eighties, you know, a lot of prints, a lot of quirky paintings. Um, So I think with all that, like you said, it's, it's not perfect, but we're able to communicate at many different levels and We've made it work so far, and I think we're getting just stronger and stronger uh, in many ways, which is which is which is nice because uh, I know that a lot of like a, a lot of people have their separate studios from the house, and and it's also separate studios from their spouse, and it's just uh, I've we've always had I mean we, it was never an issue. It was basically, uh, you want to work? Let's go work. Uh, if I'm not up for it, I'll I'll sit here. I'll read a book. I'll look at uh, magazines, and uh, you know, to keep it going. Um, it's always been like that, and I think uh, you know it'll continue until. Until as long as we can. <laughs> right? That's all we can. As, as long as we can do this, we're going to do this. Right? We're going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. mentioned your shared art collection. Now, I feel like art collection is an understatement. There is so much amazing, diverse, large, I mean, Tanner and I talked about it the whole way home. We were like, did you see that one? Did you see that one? It was so exciting and inspiring and overwhelming to see all of that amazing work. How did you two get into collecting? And, and what is that part of, of your life, of your practice? What, what, what is that art collecting thing? <laughs> uh well, um, I get it from my mom. It's probably the hoarder in my mom's <laughs> DNA. And I, okay. So I, blame now, I blame my mother. <laughs> bottom line. I blame we my all mother. blame our shame mom's mother. <laughs> yeah, shame on me. Um, but when I met Scott, he was collecting uh, objects, uh, uh, ceramics, rookwood, uh, a couple of paintings from friends, things like that. He was more the collector. I came in into his world, um, but it was not until Enron uh, with the Ar- Arthur Anderson, uh, we got a postcard at work and I said, 
maybe we should check this out. So we ended up going and we ended up coming home with about 25 pieces. Um, that's a good start. And then it's been many years of uh, collecting, collecting things that uh, I studied uh, from the 80s. Uh, because they were corporate collections. So they were, you know, David Solly, uh, they, uh, they were uh, Pat Steer, they even had German collections. Uh, um, what's his name? Well, they had George Eminoff, uh, he's not a German, but I'm just trying to remember uh, the other one. Uh, uh, Pank, all these other, I mean, it's just one wonderful objects, painting, prints, you name it. So uh, yeah, we that was that was the bug that that got us. And uh, we haven't stopped. We've actually slowed down. Because as you saw, there's not enough room for the collection and us creating more work. Uh, but we just love it. I think I think it's essential for us to have such wonderful pieces uh, around us. I mean, it gives us joy. It gives me joy. It gives me inspiration. It, you know, um, something uh, from people that I've studied with uh, to people that, uh, you know, again, we studied back in, in the 80s or 90s or whichever era it was. Uh, and there are a lot of uh, which, uh, I have to say, we do collect a lot of uh, uh, female artists. Uh, Pat Steer, for one, we've actually collected quite a few, and uh, we just love, I mean, we just love her work. Um, but it's just to have it around us as, as you know, like my mom. <laughs> I want to relate that back, you know, bring it back to my mom, because I think she created her own sanctuary. And I think for us, we're, we're also creating our own sanctuary. Yeah, that's very clear. And I'm also wondering how you interact with that work as it is building your sanctuary. Do you still spend time with all the pieces. I know, you know, the work in our house or even our permanent collection at the gallery, once in a while, one will kind of re-enter, you know, it'll be there for years and you'll walk by it, you know, and then once in a while, they'll just punch you in the face again. And how, how do you engage with your collection? Well, we try to rotate as much as we can, <clears throat> but the favorite pieces are always up. Uh, the paintings are actually up in the in the bedroom, so those will remain until, unless we get a, a, a nice a different painting that will go in there, and we'll just swap it out. The other ones, uh, it's I mean I, I definitely react to them. Uh, I mean I just I don't know it just I just love them. It's it's something also part of my DNA, part of my big family that we weren't able to afford artwork. Uh, and now I have the opportunity to do so. So, I mean, 
it just brings me joy, period. And I love uh, looking at uh, a piece that we hadn't seen for a while. And we'll put that up and we'll, you know, live with it for a couple of months to a year uh, or until we get something else. And then we just switch it out. But um, we're very selective now. I mean, we don't buy every single thing that's out there because obviously you can't. Um, but there's still a few that if I saw, I would love to have. But um, I, I love what we have. One of my favorite things in the world is to, especially since we've opened Side Street, is to be around someone who's buying their first original piece of art, right? Maybe they had their college posters and, you know, they got their their thing that attracted them at Target that one time, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of that. But seeing someone fall in love with something on a wall in the gallery that, you know, the artist who dropped it off, right? And it might be $5 or $500 is their price point, but it's, their first kind original piece of art watching that happen is just one of my favorite things in the world we one time had a, a kid i say kid you know he's probably in his 20s but he bought a really large piece of art off the wall and was he was like this is my first one and i know where it's going and he walked he paid for it and then he walked up and took it and started <laughs> walking out the door and we were like hold on <laughs> Yeah, you can't just do that. <laughs> we didn't want to, but we were also like, we were so excited. <laughs> I just, I love, I still get excited about buying mm -hmm. someone's work and what that means for the artist and what that means for the space I'm in. Um, it, it's just so important, I think. Oh, I think it's, it, yeah, it's crucial. I mean, you know, you were, we're talking about, I mean, for me, as, as a, uh, uh, as an artist, painter, uh, and a collector, you can definitely see the cycle. And when uh, someone buys, I mean, I get excited when someone, like you said, someone's buying their first piece, original work of art. Uh, it's, just, I mean, you. Just, it's one of those things that makes it go around and makes it so much worth it. <laughs> um, so we stumbled across your work at the Rockford Art Museum. Um, and it really, you know, what, you know, I mentioned, you know, kind of getting knocked over the head with art. It, that's what it did. I, I told you when we met, like, it was kind of the first time we were leaving the house and re-engaging with art that we didn't facilitate in a long time. And sure. I, you know, I, I think I told you, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I <laughs> like art. Any, I was just kind of in a dark space and sure. the work you had there, you know, made me do a, another lap <laughs> and then spend more time with it. And I was just so excited to um, stumble upon that. And then, you know, and then I started hunting you down and I'm thrilled, thrilled that you responded. Um, but we're so excited to have you in the gallery. Tell me and the world what, what we'll be looking at in this show. I mean, we, we left your home with almost 40 pieces. So yeah. we'll, <laughs> we'll be looking at a lot in the show. 
<laughs> but yeah, that was, that was amazing. Um, uh, you will see uh, color, of course, not a color. You will see patterns, patterns that were uh, taken from different textiles to Native American uh, ceramics or basketry uh, to different uh, patterns, uh, uh, floor tiles, Italian floor, uh, floor tiles. Uh, so these are all photo from photographs that I've taken. You will see uh, just a lot of uh, floral images, uh, silhouettes, I want to say silhouettes, because it's not the floral, it's, it's the shape of the floral and then the patterns within. Uh, and then just a lot of color theory that, that works, the orange with the blue that makes it vibrate, the red and the green, uh, the pink and the green. Um, so you'll see a lot of that, a lot of energy. Um, most of the, the paintings, um, well, are small, majority of them are small. Uh, the 12 by 12s, uh, like you said, I was I was honored that you reached out, and I found out that you got you know you 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 uh, got a taste for my work at the Rockford uh, uh, exhibition because that's a twelve by twelve. That's a tiny painting for me, uh, but it was it's very intimate. But it was so mighty, mighty in the sense of color. It wasn't a. It, it was. It's, I'm not shy about color. Again, and then the patterns and the you just the composition. So you'll see all that. Um, the larger ones will have oh uh, composition. I'm talking about composition. Uh, most of them are a little asymmetrical, uh, but they do have a balance. It's an interesting give and take. There as well, because I, I also like to play with uh, skewing uh, the picture plane and also the, how the objects objects react with the ground, uh, the pattern of the ground, and and just the colors in itself. And uh, so, yes, you'll see small paintings and you'll see a few large paintings. Uh, the largest one, I be uh, I believe might be what 36 by 40 or something like that and that one has that one i just finished actually was finished right before um, um, you came over to the studio uh to pick it up but i was i i was working on that and working on that and working on that and was very pleased with it um because that one does have impact um, it, I mean, it's just a burst of color, burst of energy, uh, uh, but it has a balance, which I like. So that's what you'll see. <laughs> I'm so, so excited for our community to be able to spend time with your work and, and for it to come out of Elgin. Um, Elgin has a large Latino population, a lot of Spanish speaking families. Um, and so some of what you're talking about, the colors of Mexico from when you were a kid kind of sticking in there uh, in your brain somewhere and, and, and diving into your work um, 
makes us in particular excited ex to bring this to our community. Um, so we're thrilled. Yeah, I'm excited that uh, that I'm having the show at uh, your wonderful space. I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> and uh, and I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, uh, there'll be uh, some good questions when when I'm there and, and to interact with the community. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for the opportunity. Raul, so thank you. Thank you. It is wonderful to meet you. And I know as, as soon as we're all able to, that we all want to sit down and have a dinner and chat the night away. Cause I know we could have done that at your home. <laughs> you know? Yes, exactly. I mean, the visit was just too short. <laughs> I think we could definitely have spent the whole, the whole evening uh, talking and looking uh, art and other stuff, you know, getting to know each other. So I am looking forward to it. Um, we should be in the clear, I believe, two weeks from tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it as well and to actually go out and see stuff and uh, be around and just be excited about artwork, you know, uh, seeing artwork. Um, we did go see the Monet show at the Art Institute. We have seen the Biza Butler show there at the Art Institute as well. Uh, we haven't been to the MCA yet, but that's on the horizon. Uh, so we're, we're taking it, we're being cautious. And with this cautious, it, it, we haven't, you know, we haven't gotten sick at all, so which is great. So we're doing something right, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, all of yeah. it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good, good. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining me. Raul, if people want to find your work or reach out to you, where should they go? Well, you can do, you can find me at uh, Wix, Raul Ortiz, artwork. Uh, you could also find me on Facebook. Uh, the handles, roller tees, ooh, something like that. I completely <laughs> forgot. Let me see. <laughs> since I don't, since I don't tell everybody anything. <laughs> okay, well, let me see. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, okay, you can find me at. Uh, Instagram at RaulOrtiz.art. Uh, my website is RaulOrtizArtist.wixsite.com slash Raul. Uh, and my Facebook, I think it's easy to find if I can find it myself. Uh, where is it? Well, if you see, it's Raul Ortiz, and if you see colorful paintings, you'll find it. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. I think or that's how I found you. I was like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> yes, exactly. So color and pattern, that's me. 
And the exhibition will be available on Side Street's website too. So for those folks who aren't yet ready to come out to the gallery, totally understandable, but you'll be able to visit it all online as well. And the show opens first Friday, May 7th. We're having a reception from 6 to 8 p.m. in the gallery, um, and it'll be with us for the month of May. Thank you for joining me, and we will see you in a couple weeks. Sounds exciting. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Connected. Be sure to follow all the Side Street Studio art stuff. Be sure to follow Raul Ortiz. Um, And if you like this podcast, rate it and love it, and more people will hear it, and more art will spread around the world. So (laughs) have a good day, everyone. Bye, Raul. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.